Welcome to Breaking Bread. My name is Sabrina and I am the creator and the host. I am looking forward to having dinner with you. And that is the essence of what Breaking Bread is about. It is about the art of conversation, about the exchange that we can have, things that are breaking the internet, breaking culture, and in some cases, breaking society. I will be joined by five guests, all strangers. They don't know the topics. But what we are doing is creating the organic conversation. Now, it will be unfiltered. All views around the table are welcome. And so let me say, trigger warning. There may be some topics that we address, positions that people have that may be triggering for you. So viewer discretion is advised. Now with that, grab your food, your drink, and join us around the table as we break bread. Has everyone heard the news about the Dalai Lama? Yes. So for those who did not or have not, the Dalai Lama has come under fire because he met a young boy and he stuck his tongue out and he asked the young boy to suck his tongue. Oh. Now, for context, sticking your tongue out is part of Tibetan culture. That's not anything new people stick their tongue out all the time in tibet what is new is to ask a young boy to suck your tongue now there are two aspects of this there are some who say this is what the dalai lama does he was being jovial he was being funny uh but there are other the other aspect of this is nothing funny or jovial about a old man asking a young boy to suck his tongue also Criticism about this has only come from the West. So the uh, Tibetan uh, Tibetan activists are uh, backing up and advocating or speaking on behalf of the Dalai Lama. To date, I have not heard anything from the Buddhist community yet. So that is the context. The question, right? So the act that was done is... The Dalai Lama uh, was meeting the young boy. The young boy came forward and said he wanted to hug the Dalai Lama. So there was consent where that was concerned. The Dalai Lama sticks his tongue out and he asked the young boy to suck it. The question is, do you think that was simply a mistake on the Dalai Lama's part? Or do you think that was molestation? So was it a mistake or was it molestation? What, what is your position? And then you can give your context behind that. So Cherie, I'll come to you first. Was it a mistake or was it molestation? Certain things are just not a mistake. I'm gonna say that's in my eyes from what I'm hearing the story being and don't know much about it, molestation. Jason, was it a mistake on the Dalai Lama's part or was that molestation? Molestation. Uh, Mala, was it a mistake or a molestation? I think that's well molestation. Okay. So your context behind uh, molestation, uh, I'll start with you, Sheree. I'm looking at it as this is a little boy, little boy, little girl, whatever, a child. 
you're a grown person and you should know better. Certain things you just don't do or say around children. But I also have to know, I also do know that there is cultural differences, okay? Um, and I don't know their culture. And maybe in their culture, that is okay. But for me, the fact that you're going to tell a child to suck on your tongue does not sit right with me, period. I'm even coming from the old school version of, I don't even want a child. I don't want my child, any of my children, sitting on anybody's lap. And again, to me, it's molestation or the beginning stages or, it, but it, it, it comes under that for me, that you would ask a child something that's inappropriate because to me, that's inappropriate. Did the child say anything? I'm just curious because I don't know the story. Yeah, it's blurred, the image that gets shown, but yes. So where's the parents in all of this? Because is it that in their culture, oh, this is fine and who it is, you know, it's fine to do that because it's him. Do you see what I'm saying? So I don't know what their culture is uh, to know if that is something that they're accepting of. I know you said the Western culture is the one that's up in arms about it, but I, I don't know the story enough to know, you know, what have the parents said about it? Uh, what has, the, you know, what, what are other people saying from that culture? Do you see what I'm saying? So, what, so the on record, there has no has not been comments from the parents on record that I am currently aware of. What is on record is from the activists in Tibet, and what they have said on record is that it was joking, it was jovial. That's what they've said on record. That can never, to me, I'm talking in my opinion, just talking about this topic right now from what you said happened mm -hmm. is burning in my chest mm -hmm. because to me, it's inappropriate. I'm furious. You know, so I okay. So we're gonna go to Jason. <laughs> Give you a moment, Jerry. Jason, you said molestation. Your context. It's molestation, and what is wrong with society today? Where we we no longer protect those who are most vulnerable, and we begin to question and try to explain and expand and and deny and no. It they say with, people, with with great power comes great responsibility. These individuals who have this level of power and influence over a culture, over a whole body of people, have to be careful what they do. But more importantly, where you see something wrong happening, we've got to say that is an, that is an abuse of your power. Yeah. That is, for me, um, morally, ethically, an unacceptable action. What I'm surprised is that the news has pretty much stopped. This should be front page everywhere for, for, for a week until something is done, until he's removed from power. It is unacceptable that we no longer feel we have the tools to protect those who are most vulnerable amongst us. And I promise, you know, when you're a parent, 
and you see just how stupid children are, <laughs> how vulnerable they are, how innocent they are, how much they can be gullible, and we're not protecting them. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing, there, there, there are two, to- I won't talk about the second one, there are two topics that really show you the right word, it burns me, like emotionally it burns me, because you mm-hmm. see just, you have, you have young children yourself, you see just how vulnerable they are. That little boy didn't know to say no to the Dalai Lama, he couldn't say no to him. It happens in churches all across the country, all across the world. Other places of power and, and influence. People are abused. Adults who get abused, much less children. This, for me, is so abhorrent. I'm, I'm, I'm more disappointed by society not being up and down still to this day until he's removed from his position of influence. It's unacceptable. The parents, I almost, I almost understand their silence. Because going up against such power, and there must be some fear there. But I'm sorry, that's my picnic. I'm sorry. Something's, the conversation ends different. You can't abuse my child. Yeah. It's abuse. It's, and the reason why it's abuse, because they don't, the child doesn't know really any better or, or doesn't know how to say no. I think that's probably the better way to say it. The child doesn't know how to say no to what was being asked. When you're an adult, you almost have, you know, you, you, probably, you may feel powerless to say no, but you know that no is an option for the most part. And I'm not saying that people who are abused as adults are condoning it. That's not what, what my point is. But when you're a child, you don't know how to say no to something like that. We've got to protect those who are most vulnerable. And it is, um, it burns when you see that because my mind races, my mind boggles and says, well, actual fact, what happens behind closed doors okay. it's one of those things it's almost the rodney king moment where it was finally caught on camera to prove and show what really happens behind behind the scenes you know yeah. um you can expose it and say look his video and photographic evidence of what happens this yeah. isn't the first time the dalai lama has done that it's the first time he's been caught doing it mala I think this was a ninth century folklore, some something like that in the Tibetan culture. Well, children have been suppressed and oppressed for many centuries now, and I think we're li- somehow living in s- not a total uh, sort of civilized world. Uh, we have child protection all over in some cultures and some countries, but I think people in re- religious backgrounds or in higher positions. Um, even in various cultures, they've been abusing their their rights and their powers. And I think uh, that child should be protected. It is just wrong. They are vulnerable. They're gullible. If I had a child, I'd be. We've seen it happen. It, it's you know, where people have been using religion and spiritualism to go around the world and target children and exploit them. It's it's there. It's, there's a lot of evidence. I would worry for that children and anyone that's around him as well. And uh, I don't know what they're doing about it. Does anybody know what's the latest on it? It's still unfolding. The Dalai Lama's apologized, uh, but because it's happened, it's still unfolding. By the time we air this conversation, I'm sure there'll be things that occur at this point in time. It's just been a, a formal apology that's been issued. There is no, and it's still developing. Shuri? When, when, when did this actually happen? Um, so this actually happened a while ago. The video is what has gone, vi- gone viral. 
It's a video that recently went went viral, but the incident itself actually happened a while ago. Yeah, the video came out, I think it was Saturday or Sunday is when I think the video was released, I think. Yeah. Um and, and you have to you have to you have to question the motivation of those who actually released the video. It's almost mm -hmm. like we finally got some evidence that we can now show. These things are done for a reason. Yeah. But I, I think we also live in a society. Not that's too sensitive because we, 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 that was the topic before it become too sensitive and soft. But we we live in a society where everything needs to be is a joke. They think everything's fine. I don't see where that was a joke. I think you said that the 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 media or somebody said that it was a joke. It was done in a, uh, no, as a no, joke. Not the media, to be very clear. So the oh, activists who are activists into his defense. Okay. We're in that. One second, Sheree. Let me let me finish this so it's clear. So the activists that have come to the defense of the Dalai Lama has said that he is jovial in nature. That is his nature. He's jovial in nature. Not that he was joking. He's jovial. So when he asked, yeah. So when he asked young boy to, to suck his tongue, he was being jovial. That is the defense. You pull your tongue away. You pull your tongue away. I'm not saying I agree. I'm saying that is what they have said. So that's the every time you say it. Every time you say it, sucking the tongue. To me, it just does not seem right. And I just don't get where the activist. Can you hear me? Because I'm hearing feedback. Yeah, I can hear you. Where even the activists, and this is again protecting people, protecting these these priests, protecting you know celebrities, protecting people who are are who you know are in power or what. Wrong is wrong, wrong is wrong, and to me, I don't see where it could be. I'm a jovial person, but you ain't gonna see me asking no child to be sucking on my tongue. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a line that you just don't cross, especially when it's with children. I don't care if it's, yeah, I get you, you said, okay, it's their culture to stick your tongue out, okay? It is. Right. But then to ask a child, a child who would do almost anything somebody says, either because they don't know better or because of who's asking them, they're told to respect them, okay? You're asking a child to suck your tongue, what? what so again, Jason, I think then that this is something that was being done behind closed doors and he just now felt comfortable enough to do it out in public. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. now he, he feels laid back because society accepts everything. See, they think because he's jovial, it's okay for him to do it. So now society is accepting a foolishness and accepting of things that would be considered abuse. Oh, Go on. He's eight, he's eighty seven years old. I don't. I think he wasn't aware he was being filmed. It's as simple as that. Someone's taking. Every time you shift, bringing. I didn't hear you. No, it's okay. Go ahead, Jason. Apologies. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's made if there's many cameras there at that ceremony or a service or whatever it was. Um, uh, I'm not sure if you, for me he's played done it. It's this kind of thing that you. That's not the first. That's not the first time you do it, you know. Um, 
But it goes back to your question. It's molestation. It's almost grooming because the next time, what happens next? And when we look at society and how perversion uh, escalates, these things don't stop there. It won't be a one-off thing that will happen and suddenly he's not going to be putting hands onto a child again. We've just... Look, my... It angers me, and I'm, I want to be very careful what I, how I react because it's, it 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 really it really angers me. Um, we as society, as a society, when we begin to erode our moral, ethical code, we're at risk of really destroying that moral fiber that we had that kept civilizations together. That made when there was a war, when there's war, eventually it was sold through conversation. But the value of life, was recognized. The moment that we step away from that and we start to question morality and, and ethics and ethos is people well, people's people's yeah, ethics ethics we're at risk i think of degrading the quality of life that people have and people's rights because we're either so busy trying to make everyone happy mm-hmm. that we end up in a place where we have no, no north star anymore to point to and we need a North Star in society to keep people straight, to keep those wandering minds and those wandering idle hands. We need a North Star that says this is the right place to be. And this is what we've learned through society of, you know, whatever, however thousands of years of civilization that we've had. Um, yeah. But also, I mean, we've just come out of COVID, right? Um, well, two, three years ago. And to ask a child to do that, and who was there to protect that child, you know, or to stop this. And where was around child obligating or obliged because he's some uh, spiritual figure or, you know. So, Ma, when you said we just came out of COVID, uh, okay, when you said we just came out of COVID, is it from a perspective of germ? Uh, how, like, how did that kind of fit in? Is it because you... No, what I'm saying is, I'm not, it, it's just that, apart from, you know, it's it's just rude. It it didn't sit right with me. It's like molestation. But even the people around them, him, should know that we've just come out of a pandemic, and having contact with people, even doing that, you know, asking the child to. Oh my god! So what you're saying, Cherie, is that for her is molestation, and even if they didn't think it was molestation, just from a pandemic perspective, didn't they think it was wrong? She said it was wrong. And then if you're looking at it from any lens, it's wrong. That's the point she's making. Yeah. Who, who, who's who, me or Mala? That's the point Mala is making. making. No, okay. So I'm wrong because I thought Mala said it was a mistake and not molestation. That's, 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 that's not what she said. She's saying it's molestation. It's wrong. And even if you didn't look at it from a molestation perspective. Then look at it from the point of the germs were just coming out of COVID. Yeah. Right. That's, okay. that's what I was asking. Yeah, that's what she's saying. So yeah. one last question as we wind down. I mentioned earlier that the people in the uproar about this is the West. So far, uh, Tibet's Buddhist community, no one's come on record about this. So the blatant question I have is, should we mind our business? The Tibetan community, the Buddhist community, the, the community that he is revered in has said nothing. So do you think the West 
should mind our business. Yes or no? Mala, I'll start with you. Yes or no? Should the West mind, mind our business concerning this issue? Yes or no? Not in this instance. Just positions. Jason, yes or no? Yes. No, so, so we should, should we mind our own business? Should we mind our business? The, the, no. the community, no. the community, nobody said anything. So no for you. Should, no. we, should we mind our business? Yes or no? Not in this case. Okay. Mala, you, were, you said not in this case. Explain. Because sometimes, I mean, we've seen it, uh, a lot of other countries, uh, you had uh, people come here and they're trying to escape this kind of uh, behavior in their cultures as well. Um, and I've, there's just another, in, I'm, I'm very specific, like I've said yes to this. If somebody's identifying this as a molestation, um, you do you know one thing, we could be saving, like somebody could be saving a whole lot of children from this. We are not identifying it as molestation. The West is identifying it as that. So the question is, should we be minding our business? We are the ones, we as in the West, is identifying. The, the boys' parents hasn't said it. The Tibetan community hasn't said it. It's the outside looking in with this label. So that's what I'm asking, to be very clear. Well, I think in this instance, we should intervene. We should intervene. Okay. Why? Sorry, is there, is there any sense where you shouldn't intervene? So first of all, why, Mala? Then you can um, answer Jason's questions. Why do you think we should intervene? Why we should intervene? Um, it's because we know this, even in Britain, we have saved a lot of, uh, we have people from various cultures coming in here. Um, it's been human trafficking or, or honor killing um mutilation all you know they they come here and they escape their countries they come for refuge here because they escape their cultures as well because they they can't they feel oppressed or suppressed and um that's my reason actually okay. uh, so jason i'm sorry before you finish my yeah if this unraveled more in this matter mm -hmm. you'll probably find he's i don't know you'll find a lot of people are trying to get escape this scenario as well in their in this culture, I don't know. I don't want to assume. It might unravel a lot, perhaps. So, Jason, you said, no, we shouldn't mind our business. So give some context about that, and then you can come back to uh, the question you have from Marla. Well, look, the, the Brits, I said, when you say we, the, the West, we've got our own history of, of abuse of children. It, it runs long. And so we're not, you know, there is no sort of like, well, we don't do it, so therefore you shouldn't do it. That's not what, for me, is at stake. The the, the British, the, the British history is a huge, long line of offences against those who are vulnerable, against children. Um, you know, so so we got to be so. Let's not ignore that point. However, they we absolutely should be running an investigation, or an investigation should be run into if there is a history of uh, of abuse. In amongst that culture, you know, mm -hmm. I know the age of consent is different across different countries between 16 and 18, 14 in some places. But is there abuse? Is there is there the use of people make, using their position and their authority to take advantage of someone who is more vulnerable than themselves? We absolutely should be doing that. And and I'm and I'm, I will draw a line and say that the investigation should be: Is there a history of abuse against young children in the Tibetan culture? 
that's how I kind of define what we should be investigating. Because I'm wow. sure, just, just like we've seen within um, within some Christian religions across across the West, that there has been a history of abuse of young boys, young choir boys. The same thing should happen where there is a, where there is a potential risk of abuse against other young children, um, irrespective of age of consent. So same question I had for, for Malo, same question for you. Why? Why should we be the ones doing that? It's not even if we don't, then who will? It's the right thing to do. We all have a conscience, right? We all have a conscience. We know your teeth from mommy's purse. You don't need to tell you not to do it. You know it's the wrong thing to do. You go into a shop, you take what's not yours. You just know your your moral fiber will tell you that this is wrong unless you're a psychopath. Okay. You just and then then we look at laws in order to kind of maybe give us some approach to solve a problem or tackle an issue or take on or take on a challenge. You just know when wrong is wrong. It just it there is no there's no way to um to explain it. And if you want to look at laws and, and those kind of things, then you can become a bit muddy, a bit murky and say, well, actual fact, well, he or she is 12 and the age of consent in that country is 11, so it's fine. No, some things are just not right. And we can't hide behind man-made governed laws that are designed in many cases to protect those who, are most, um, those who will use um, their power for reasons of abuse and to conduct abuse. We must use our own moral compass to understand what feels right across a majority of the population, not those few, not those exceptions to that rule, where they kind of almost want to get away with it for their own benefit. And Cherie, uh, you said we should not mind our business in this instance, your contact. Yeah. So I don't know what the Tibetan community culture is. I don't know what their culture is. Um, what they classify as abuse, I could stay over here and say, this should, this is, this is, this should be considered abuse universally. But I can't say that because I don't know what their culture is. All I know is I'm standing here, and what I'm hearing, or what you guys said, what happened, then to me, it's wrong. And I feel like where anyone, if there's a potential of anyone being hurt. Um, especially if you're vulnerable, an adult, child, whatever, then we have a moral obligation to intervene. I think they should at least go in. It's out there in the open. And if it bothers you, okay, we're on the West, go and intervene, find out what's going on. Because this could be the big, if this could be the beginning of something, you know, it, it's been going on, as you guys say, it's not the first time that this has happened. Well, okay, well now this is up in, out in the open for public eyes, do something, go and investigate, find out what's going on, find out if this has happened before, who it has happened to. I think they have a moral obligation to, to I think we all have a moral obligation that when we see people in danger, people who cannot defend themselves, um, we should intervene. So can, I, can I, can I, can I, Sabrina? I just one second, Jason. I, I thought Mala was trying to speak earlier. Uh, Mala, were you trying to say something? And I'll come to you, Jason. Um, Jason, go ahead. It just slipped by. Okay, Jason. 
So when you look at people like Jimmy Savile, Jimmy Savile was there to fix people's problems and he used that to hide all the nasty, atrocious things that he was doing to young, vulnerable children. This Dalai Lama, his books, The Book of Joy, Lasting Happiness in a Changing World, um, Freedom and Exile, Beyond Religion, Ethics for a Whole World. Sometimes it's in plain sight what people are doing and they mask their behaviours. And again, this is a very accusatory based on one single body of evidence, which for me is enough for me to say what I'm going to say next. Nothing else now, I think, in my opinion, for me personally, will diminish or determine, will change my opinion at this point in time, right? Sometimes people use their powers to paint a picture for good whilst they're abusing everyone behind them. And you think, oh, well, he would never do this or she would never do that because look at the books that they've wrote. Look how much joy they've given to the world. All the while, like we saw Jimmy Savile, for years, he was abusing young, vulnerable children. And so, you know, we... um. We've got we've we've got a, a duty. Society has a duty for its own preservation to protect those who will be populating the world in the future, in the, in the in the future. Which means we must look after the vulnerable children to guarantee the survival of humanity in the future. That's why we have a moral obligation to Sabrina to your question of why. We have to do it, we have to stand there because if it's children being abused, male or female. We need to make sure that we look after those guys and, 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 and protect them to ensure the preservation of humanity for the years ahead. The moment that we don't do that, humanity is doomed. Mala, did you? Yeah, I wanted to say this could unravel quite a lot, just like the Jimmy Savile case, you know, one thing led to another. And how do you know now some of those children may have, you know, probably the older ones will reminisce and think back and think, oh gosh, that was wrong. And this could expose him in so many different ways. And oh, I thinking, yeah. But I'm glad because then people will have a voice to come out because a lot of times culture as well can suppress you, oppress you, or even you know different religions can do that. And it becomes a habit in a family, it becomes a habit in the community uh, to withhold your thoughts or express yourself. So uh, I wish this would raise alarm bells for a lot of people. I think it has. I think the world's over. It has raised alarm bells. It certainly raised alarm bells in this conversation. We started with ethics, ethics around artificial intelligence. We're ending with ethics, ethics around conduct of a revered leader and the power dynamics of that leader and a vulnerable young boy. And what are response is not only as a community, but as global citizens. And even though at the moment, because at the time we're doing this, the, everything is still unfolding. What has come out is an, in, is an apology from the Dalai Lama. So far, nothing else has happened by the time this uh, episode airs. Either more will happen or actually people will forget it and move on to the next clickbait thing to go viral because that is the society that we're in. Either way, uh, thank you very much for engaging in two very intense and heated conversations, uh, reflecting on the dinner, but also breaking bread virtually and having disagreements respectfully, but also discussing uncomfortable topics.
in an adult and mature way. Uh, that is what breaking bread is about. There are some uncomfortable things happening in this world and there is a platform here to discuss them as we should. Uh, and obviously this is a very emotional and intense topic because of what it covers in terms of vulnerability. So thank you very much for engaging and having this conversation. We'll all be watching to see how this unfolds, but thank you for being around the virtual breaking bread table. It's been a pleasure to break bread with you. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for breaking bread with us. It was a pleasure to have you as my virtual dinner guest. Breaking Bread is available where all digital streaming platforms are available. You can also subscribe on YouTube and don't forget to follow, turn on your notifications and looking forward to the next time we break bread together. Mm -hmm.